Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Zerda. On Thursday, the Chiefs return to the practice field to begin their preparation for Monday night football's matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Isaiah Pacheco, and wide receiver McCole Hardman. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll finish things up with running back Isaiah Pacheco and wide receiver McCole Hardman. Here's Andy Reid. Um, you know, the, the games that they... The game that they didn't win, or games that they didn't win, uh, was a one-score, one-score game. So we, we understand how good they are. We understand that they are up by 20 points in the second half against Arizona, and and uh, we've got to have a good week of practice. Anything less than that um, is not acceptable. Our guys know that. They understand the, that there is a rivalry between uh, the two teams, and it's always a, a great battle. So. Uh, we look forward to bringing him here into Arrowhead and uh, playing good football. So, with that time, George. Coach, do you, uh, does the team, do you all do anything different during Raiders Week? Do you build them on the rivalry? Is there anything more to it? Or? No, you just have to get ready. You have to get ready to play a good team first. <clears throat> and then whatever takes place after that. But, I mean, you, you, they, they have uh, a lot of skill and they've got good bigs. And so... You've got to prepare yourself right, and um, and that's the most important thing. Absolutely the most important thing. Coach, I asked you on Monday about Blake Bell, another in-house matter. Lucas Niang is also eligible to come off the cup this week. What are you anticipating from him? He's close, but not, not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, he's working working through it, but he's not ready to do that. <coughs> there were two passes, I think, past 20 yards from Patrick Mahomes in that last game. A lot of it was just short and got the right receivers blocking at a pretty good level. Is that kind of where you wanted to see this offense evolve as you got it started and you saw it really come to fruition in, in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I, listen, I mean, that's got to be part of it, in particular when you when you play them and, uh, you know, with their rush game and all that. So, uh, but every game's different. Um, but to execute is the main thing. So that's what we were doing, and, and we executed well. Um, so whatever we call, or, and uh, as long as it's the right call, then you know we, we just want. And this is the whole team. I mean, we're trying to execute it better than maybe what we did the week before that. Coach, it's been uh, two weeks since the start of Willie Gates' suspension. I know you said he could return to the building after the yeah. two-week mark. Is he back? Yeah, he's back in. Yeah, he's back in. How's he doing? He's doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, you know, it looks like he's been working, so working out. Wendy, is this uh, injury for Harrison Butker? Is this dragged on maybe a little longer than you initially thought it would? Um, yeah, I mean, normally the sprained ankles don't last, but he's got he's got some swelling in there that he's just got to get out, and that's uh, that's where we're at right now. But um, you know, he, it's not that he doesn't want to play. I mean, he wants to get out there. But what's, the, what's your sense of McDuffie's pace for return? You know what? He's he's uh he's doing great. He's got this week here, and I think he'll get back in there maybe next week. So, yeah. Much, uh, I know Josh McDaniel's been around for a while as an OC, and so you got tape and everything. You look yeah. back on that, but um, you know, as a coach, you know, you dial back as the, you know, all the way back to Denver, or you know, any, any is it make it a little more difficult to prep <coughs> that he's kind of new back in the head role? Well. Uh, you know he's a phenomenal football mind. I mean he's sharp, sharp as deck, and and so 
um, and he's been doing it a long time. So you kind of know, you, you have evidence of what he likes to do. It's a matter of being able to stop it, you know, that's a, that's a challenge. And, and he does a great job of rotating plays and players and putting people in good spots. So um, he's a sharp, sharp guy, though. Is, is it Creative. hard? As a, I know you're going through it with bringing in Marquez and, and Juju and finding out they, how, how long does it take? He's happened to go through that with Devontae Adams. Is there a, you know, obviously you've been around somebody for five years. You're going to be more comfortable than your first sure. game. Is there a kind of a rule of thumb on when everybody gets and this? I think everybody's different with it. I mean, he, that, that guy's a pretty good football player now. So, uh, and he has, he, he's, has a relationship with a quarterback that goes back further than the National Football League, all the way to college. So um, you, you've got to make sure you do a nice job in coverage against it. And he's not the only one that uh, the only good receiver there. So they've got to make sure we got to make sure we're sharp there. In recent years, Andrew Wiley has had some success equalizing Crosby. Um, what do you think has led to some of that success, and, and what do you see maybe in that matchup? Well, they always they, they have a, always have a good. They went to college together, and so they there's that part of it, and. Um, I think they probably both like playing against each other because they, they just kind of beat the dog out of each other. So it seems like it's a, quite a competition. And um, so, but I, I would just tell you that. I mean, Crosby's gotten him a few times. He's gotten Crosby a couple of times. So, I, you know, I mean, that's, that's how it works. The players, the players talked a lot last week about the challenge that you kind of laid down. NFL season's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You've got to have to know when to apply that. How do you learn that as a coach? I mean, what goes into it to figure out when you need to kind of spark guys up and when you need to lay off a little bit? You know, you're around these guys so much. I mean, you know, you get a feel for, um, what, you know, kind of where they're at and what they're thinking. And um, you're not always right. It's the human element of the game. I wish I'd like to sit here and tell you I'm always right. But, um, but and then you you know, part of it is the right guys in the locker room and veteran leadership guys talking and making sure they communicate to the younger guys and understand their urgency. Yeah. It's a long season, but yet you only have you know, your 17 games. That's all. I mean, that's all you have. So you know, that's not as long as basketball, baseball, you know, hockey. It's not the. It's a little different deal. So you got to take advantage of every one of them. And with uh, Chris Conley being back, what do you see for him moving forward? Yeah, well, right now he's doing the practice squad thing, and then we'll just see. I mean, he, it's great to have him back. It's great to have Kemp back in, in here, and uh, they're familiar with what we do, and and, uh, and they're great guys, you know, good workers. And it was basically five times lost in the regular season that you can play in, and you guys hit them all in these first five weeks. Has it been a challenge to, to find a routine, find, find a rhythm here? No, no. I mean, we've, we've, uh, we try to keep everything as consistent as we can uh, at home and on the road. So, uh, you know, Wednesday's a Tuesday and Thursday's a Wednesday. You know, I mean, so they got a couple of days off and then you just kind of get back in the same, same routine. You just have to, you know, put yourself in the football world in, in that time slot. Nate, Andy, uh, so many teams are obviously playing these too high coverages. I just wonder how much of last year's experience, and given the roster you have, where tight ends become more important or more prominent when a defense is playing to higher shell coverages. Yeah, I, I mean, we were blessed to have those guys last year until, you know, he got hurt. I mean, but we, we said we had Blake in there, too. So it, it was, uh, um, 
you know, I don't know necessarily if it's that. It's good to be able to rotate some of the personnel groups around. I think that's a positive. Uh, but to defeat Shell, I mean, you just you, – you, know, you have to stay disciplined and know how to work in space, and um, that goes probably for any, any uh, zone coverage. You, you've got to have a feel for that. And that experience doesn't hurt going against it, yeah, for sure. Right. I know this is year 23 or 24. Just have you had four or three tight ends this good in, in your time? I'm not sure all at the same time. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure that. Not that I remember. I've had some good tight ends. I've had three before that were that were real good, but you know, we've really got four guys. And once Blake comes back healthy, so. sir. Uh, coach, the, you, you when you were high flying in eighteen and nineteen, you kept saying defenses come around, they catch up. We've kind of seen that. They've adjusted. You know, the question about the shell defenses and everything. Scoring's down. Teams are running more. How, how long does that? What's what's the cycle? Of it. Is it a two-year, three-year? Like, like? Yeah, it's great. It's a cat-and-mouse game a little bit. You always joke as a coach, you go, especially if you've been doing it well, well, it'll come back around. You know, we'll, that's how it works. So, um, But um, I, I can't tell you what the cycle is. I, I know I've been through it, though. So <laughs> I can't, can't tell you the number of years. Last one. Coach, with the wins, uh, you know, it's a huge momentum booster, but the roster continues to feel like they – there's a, a player of the week every every week. Talk about what uh, your roster looks like and how this team is progressing every week. you got another guy, you know, winning. Uh, yeah, so uh, Brett and his crew do a great job uh, bringing people in. Um, and not only are they good players, but they like to play. So there, there's a, there can be a difference there. They like to practice, timing and all that stuff that goes with it. So uh, they're wired right. But um, I, I, the coaches, you know, do a nice job, and the guys believe in what you're doing. So the, the trick is to keep that going, though. Right? So we're, we are early or in the season. We're just finishing, uh, just working through that first quarter. So it's you know you gotta you know you you gotta stay on top of your game. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the stuff that I've I've learned over, especially this last season and into this season is, um, in order for our offense to have success, sometimes I'm have to be patient and take the underneath stuff, um, and and get those throws to move the chains and uh, trusting our offense that we're going to convert on third down, um, and then when the the shots come, I have to be able to execute and hit them, um, and that's something that uh, I think defenses are going to continue to do to us until I continue to prove it. Um, and uh, as the season goes on, I'm sure those big shots will continue to start happening more and more often. What, what, what's the vibe like when you guys uh, get that running game going? I know a lot was made about Coach challenging the guys and again coming around shaking everybody's hand and everything. But the, the, you know, so much is the math and the analytics and things. But the physical side of football, when you guys can do what you were doing up front, and what, what does that do in the huddle? Yeah, the tempo I think the O line had um, from the get go. I mean, you could tell in practice during the week that they were ready to to bounce back. They felt like they didn't play their best in Indy, uh, and that wasn't who they were. Um, and so going up against the, the Bucks and the great defensive line, they could kind of go out there and prove that they still were top in the league. Um, and so uh, they got it going early at the run game, and it makes when they, we're running the ball like that, it makes my job a lot easier because then defenses have to change how they play. Does that, uh, you know, everyone talked about kind of being off against the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's called a letdown game, different things. You guys didn't have the running game. Is that is that part of the, the physically beating somebody? Is that 
make it easier to get in sync and do all those things? Yeah, and I think uh, this year, uh, the offensive line especially is one of the strengths of our team. Um, that's uh, pass protecting and run, run blocking. They, that, that's a strength of our team, and we're at the play through them. So whenever they dominate and when they play at a high level, you see this offense play at a high level. So uh, I think you saw it in the first week, too. Uh, early in the game, we really ran the ball well, and it forces defenses to, to adjust. And once they adjust, then we can kind of open it up with the pass game as well. Tony, you said that uh, looking at that game, you all split down the middle 37 passes. Mm -hmm. Does that make the job easier for you? I mean, would know, you prefer it that way? I mean, your numbers may not look the same. It's not going to look the same regardless of of, who, of who's on the team, but do you prefer it being as balanced as it was? Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a good, balanced offense, it's hard for defenses to predict what you're doing. And I think you saw that is whenever we ran the ball well, uh, defenses had to start coming up a little bit, change their coverages that they wanted to play, bring some pressures. And when they did, we were able to execute with the pass game and uh, kind of vice versa. Whenever we're passing the ball well, um, I feel like the defenses have to back up, and then we can run the ball. And so in order to be a great offense, I think you have to have that balance. And uh, whenever defenses try to take one of them away, we're able to do the other. We'll get Isaiah in a second. And Andy's talked about how he's grown within the playbook. How have you seen growth from Isaiah over these four games? Yeah, with all rookies, uh, you have to continue to evolve them more and more and keep them kind of in tune to the game plan. And I think uh, Isaiah was a good, a good point of that. Of not only, I mean, we, we always know he can run the ball, uh, he can catch the ball and make plays happen, but knowing where he's at in protection, um, knowing how to run this run versus this based off the blocking and the defensive looks, and I think that's starting to come together with him, and it, now it's about him continue to build and continue to get better in that sense because you can be physically talented, but in order to set blocks up and really be a great running back in this league, you have to have that next step, and that's uh, the mind of running back and being able to go out there and execute every, every down. Patrick, you're going to be pretty busy here, obviously, today, but it's a big day for Brittany and, and the current, and I, I just wonder what you think about the meaning of what, what they're trying to do and, and how that resonates. Yeah, as, as an organization, I think um, the Longs and Brittany have done a great job of, of just really strengthening and, and, I guess, embracing and going with those, those women and putting them in the right position to go out and succeed, and I think you've seen it on the field is they believe in those girls, uh, the, those women to go out there and, and play at a high level. Um, they've, they've the state of art um, facility. They're building the, the brand new stadium now. Letting them show that that we believe in them, um, and uh, they do it the right way as an organization. And I think you can see that whenever they play on the field. And one other other franchise question. I mean, you're obviously an investor in the Royals. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you take the time to follow exactly what's happening closely with, with the changes they've made, but I, I wonder if you have any impressions of that. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm an investor, but I've watched kind of how everybody else does. Um, I'm obviously a little bit more invested just because I have money in there, um, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited uh, for the young guys that they have. Obviously, I, I like the staff that they, that they had before, but uh, they wanted to move in a different direction. Um, and kind of invest in those young guys. Um, and obviously the record wasn't what we wanted this year, um, but they, they have the talent and they have the young guys. Now let's in, infuse some veterans in there and try to turn it around as quickly as possible. Patty, there was a viral clip, I, I don't want to call it a clip, but of uh, the NFL Live yesterday. And Ryan Clark, uh, Marcus Spears, and Dan Alaska, they were uh, talking about the difference between being on the center and being a shotgun mm -hmm. with different formation in the place. So do you prefer being under center to where you can kind of disguise the play if you're going to play action or do you prefer being in shotgun? I think there's a time and place for – I saw the, the clip. It was like eight minutes, so I didn't watch it yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> Apparently it was really good. Um, but uh, I, obviously there's a time and place for both. Um, I think us as an offense, uh, whenever we're running the ball well from under center, that play action does kind of develop a little bit better because you get that really hard sell and the linebackers really come up and then you can kind of strike over the top. 
Um, but at the same time, we don't want to get away from our identity. And I feel like uh, we're, we can be under center, but we are in the gun uh, probably predominantly. And I don't, I don't want to get into a place where we're going under center just to play action. Uh, you want to make sure that it ties in together with whatever your game plan uh, entails. Um, and that's something I think Coach Reed need me to do a great job of. Talk about the 50-50 balance and how that sometimes gets you guys into a rhythm more. You were able to get Travis going early. Uh, is there like a palpable sense if you're able to get Kelsey going early, you feel like this offense can cook all game long? Um, I think every game plays out differently. Um, it, I think it helps for sure because once Travis gets going, they, he creates a lot of attention that, that goes to him, and it helps other guys get favorable matchups. Um, but I think we, we just had a good understanding of well, let's get the ball to my hands quickly, get to the, our guys, our playmakers in space, let's run the ball, um, give these give their defensive line a lot of different looks so that when we need us to do the drop back pass game, our offensive line is at an advantage and they can go out there and show their talent, which they did. Patrick, you mentioned getting the playmakers in space and more involved. Uh, McCool Hardman, 80 total snaps, two targets over the past two games. How do you balance staying, you know, getting him more involved and also just staying within the offense? Yeah, I think I think he'll become more involved. I think he's I mean he's got he's got to get more and more healthy. I think you saw in the first few weeks he was having some some good plays and making some stuff happen and and he got a little banged up and uh, he hasn't had that same production these last two. But I think as he gets more and more healthy, he'll continue to be involved in this offense. Uh, he's he's got special talent, special speed, um, and we have a lot of different guys in that receiving room. But I, I expect all of them to be involved uh, throughout this entire season. Patrick, that dump off. Pass to to touchdown pass to to Clyde. You're right on the line of scrimmage, and it always seems like you have an innate sense of just kind of where that line of scrimmage is. Is that a feel thing for you, or is that something you're always seeing? You're always seeing the sticks. Uh, I think it's more of a feel. Um, there's times where I'm close. I that when I was a little close, I looked right at the line right after I threw it just to kind of see where I was at. Um, but uh, it's it's a feel where I know when I run a little bit further backwards, I have more room to run up. Um, and I try to stay behind the line of scrimmage as long as possible because uh, I'm not the fastest guy, but I, if, if I'm going to run, I'll make sure that I'm, I'm attacking the line of scrimmage. So I'm not going to try to go past it unless I, I, I know I have a chance to make some room. And, and it helps, too, that you don't have to stay behind, right? You could have a toe just behind, and it, it counts as the whole body being behind, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think at the quarterback position, that people would be lying if they said they're, like, holding the foot back on purpose. So I think you just throw it and try to make sure that you're, you're behind it and, and hope for the best. Anything you learned or saw about that play that maybe you didn't realize at the time now that you've had a chance to look at it already? Um, I knew at the time I got rolled up pretty bad, but I, I feel like I was lucky to, to get out of there without being really injured. And I saw the picture that was kind of going around Twitter, and I was like, man, all those ankle mobilities I, I've been doing it really must have paid off. <laughs> Travis turned 33, obviously, this week. You were here statistically when his age is in his prime, and now you're here when statistically it says he should be on the other side. How have you seen him evolve to maybe make sure that the speed declines if the production does not? I think he's just smarter as a player. I think that's the biggest thing. He knows how to get himself open. He knows how to use uh, other people and other parts of the, the concept to get himself open. Um, and he's smarter, smart about how he blocks, how he can pin guys and get in the right position. Um, and I think he's just continued to evolve and, and be even better as, as a, a tight end. And uh, he is getting up there. I'm going to try to keep him here as long as possible, I promise you. Um, but uh, he, he's definitely someone that uh, he, he's not taking any screens like 80 anymore, I don't think. But he's still going to make some production on the field. Are there specific plays you can point to that sort of show what you're talking about with him? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the first touchdown last week, uh, how he kind of motioned in and used those two guys that were kind of released uh, to get himself some access uh, so that he wasn't necessarily pressed up on. Uh, it's stuff like that. That's stuff where and maybe uh, 
four or five years ago, you might just line him up in the spot and say, hey, just go win. Whereas now he's, we give him a little, a little freedom to motion a little bit and get himself open so that he can use his talents and go out there and, and, and put up numbers like he always does. Uh, Patrick, you in an interview were talking about the fun plays and getting a chance to design them. You were talking about the going in motion. You were joking around about mm-hmm. that. Is, that. is that something you guys work on in minicamp and training camp? Or is, it, is there a little pocket each week where – Andy, you know, opens it up to kind of keep things loose and fun. It's definitely, I mean, we're going in minicamp and training camp and stuff like that, but we actually, we, uh, during special teams, all those guys that aren't in that special teams that day, we come over there and we, we kind of work on and design our own plays with the coaches. Um, we have a little window there where Coach Reed, he, he lets special teams obviously have a, a big part of the practice, and so we, we work on our plays then, and then I take them to Coach Reed, and we see if we can get them in the game plan. Patrick, is Raiders week, what makes them so different? Yeah, you just know you know it's gonna be a battle every single time. Um, it's gonna be both teams trying to play their best football. Um, it's a true rivalry. Um, we we know that you, it doesn't matter what the records are. Uh, you're gonna go out there and play. It's gonna be a dogfight. Um, and they had a great football team. I mean, their record they, they don't have the, the best record, but every game they've been in the game or been leading the game at at certain points. So we understand it's gonna be a great challenge for us. Um, and uh, especially Monday night at Arrowhead, we want to go out there and find a way to win. Last two go Harold and Matt. Patrick, how did you convince Andy to do the commercial, and then what did you think of Andy's uh, acting performance? Yeah, he, so I, I made State Farm ask him first because I was scared. Um, but uh, <laughs> once they asked him, he, he kind of came to me and asked me if, if I wanted him to do it, and obviously I did because I know how much personality he has. I think some of y'all understand it too, and people don't see it. They see the coach. They don't see how, much, how funny he is and how funny he is. Um, and then once I got in there, he actually got to start before me, and then I, I came in. Um, and, I mean, he, he did a great job. I think he stole the show, and uh, I'm, I'm just trying to hold on to my State Farm partnership now with Coach Reed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Patrick, you've been on the road a bunch this season. Just how excited are you to get back and play in front of Chiefs Kingdom on Monday night? Yeah, you said it. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, luckily for us, it would be our second primetime game at Arrowhead. Um, it, I'm excited to be in front of Chiefs Kingdom. They brought it that first game, and I, I know they're going to bring it on Monday night. I'm ready to be back home. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you 
do you feel like you have an, an angry running style or a violent running style? Is that how you, you would describe yourself in um, the way you run? Most definitely, you know, when I'm on that field, uh, you know, it's the only place you're allowed to hit some as hard as you can without getting in trouble. So, you know, when I'm out there, I'm going to leave it all out there. The coaching staff and, and Pat, just for just complimentary of, of how you've come along in the playbook and sort of understanding where the blocking is. Can you just kind of describe what that process has been like for these past couple weeks? You know, definitely coming in early and getting a head start, everything, understanding the, the playbook, just taking day by day and, you know, listening to the older guys in the, in the running back room, taking notes. <laughs> and then when I get in there, you know, just making the most out of the opportunity. When you get a chance to see yourself on film, what do, how are you competing yourself? Like if you go back and watch Sunday Night Football, if you're seeing yourself uh, in, in, the, in the meetings, how are you grading yourself? You know, just definitely going back in the film and just picking three things to, to get better off of. And that's what I'm looking for, you know, pick three categories that I need to work at and get better and, you know, get better at it. This might be a funny way to put it, but how much does understanding the playbook affect how you physically can go at it, like, you know, your, your pace, your, your patience, or your just, you know, how hard you can go. I mean, does it change that the more you understand? Yeah, definitely. So for me, um, you know, understanding it a little bit better uh, helps me play faster. So if I'm out there, I'm kind of confused. I don't really know the play, and I'm not going to be able to play as fast as I can. So, you know, when it's come out there in, in practice, uh, for me to listen to the play, listen to the words that speak to me, and then when I hear those words, and go out there and execute it as fast as I can. How do you balance the, this? I mean, obviously you have the speed in this game, and you're even fast for what this game has with, with athletes out there. But sometimes, you know, we've seen guys like Le'Veon Bell that, you know, looks like he's having a snack and just kind of looking for things, and then he takes <laughs> off. Like, how do you balance that, you know, the patience with – you know, letting the hole develop versus hitting the hole quick. You know, that's where I come in, you know, looking at those three things that I need to get better off of, uh, listening to coach when it comes to the, uh, the film session, uh, you know, telling you to be a lot more patient. And that's the uh, the best way to, to see it when uh, when you're in the film room, you know, you get the, the better feel of the reason I could have hit, uh, which hole I could have went way, which way, uh, you know, so definitely, like you said, taking those that time and, and being patient uh, will, will help me in. You know, keep listening to coach on that note. Is the coaching different at the levels? Because I mean, like pee wee football, every coach is yelling at you to hit the hole fast, right? That's all they do. But like I said, in the NFL, you're, there's more nuance to it. What was it like in college? Were they preaching patience, or were they telling you to hit the hole fast? Like, what uh, you know, they 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 were preaching patience and, and everything. Uh, but you know, the NFL is a lot more different. I feel as though uh, the speed's faster. So for me, you know, just. When I uh, got in those all-star games I played in, it was kind of getting a feel for a different offensive line. And when I got here and, and, and kind of just feel, getting the feel for the offensive line, the, the speed of it, and, you know, the game, being more game likes and getting more game reps uh, definitely going to help me more. Not to say you didn't have the production in, in previous games, but it, it sort of felt like you were hitting a stride. There was maybe like a breakthrough on the net. Did you feel that or that going on in, in the Bucks game where it, it felt like, okay, this is starting to come a little bit easier the, the game, the pace of the game was slowing down a little bit for you? Um, I was out there having fun, so I really wasn't worried about, you know, anything but besides winning. So for me, uh, well, whatever I had to, to do to get my job done on the field, that's what I was worried about. You mentioned those three things that you, you know, wanted to work on. I know you came into the league. We talked a couple of times. Just talked about your confidence. How much does that confidence help you, you know, week in, week out? Oh, uh, you know, like I was saying before, the confidence is helping me a lot more. Being able to to play faster, being confident in the the play and the scheme, and understanding my job uh, allows me to go out there and execute and play faster to protect Patrick.
You mentioned the, the three things that you want to take away each week. Can you give an example of like what one of those things may, may be? Um, uh, I say the uh, the patience and being able to, to read the defense a little bit more better, and uh, uh, being able to read the the defenders' uh, moves on. Like a linebacker, for instance, being able to read his moves. So when I come there on game day, uh, it'll help me uh, be able to attack him more. Isaiah, a, a couple of those outside zone runs. You were hitting one of the last gaps on the perimeter. Is that a good indication of the patience you're talking about? No, definitely. Yes, sir. That's the scheme of the play. And, uh, you know, find it and, you know, be patient until you see it and you hit it. But do you do a kickoff returns? Do you think that kind of helps you get ready since you're not starting in every game? Do you think that kind of gives you a little bit of extra juice? You get the ball in your hand and then. When you do get your opportunity to come in on offense, you're already kind of already going instead of just coming off the bench cold. You're ready to go since then. You've already had a couple of returns. Um, you know, like I said before, whatever coach wanted me to do, I'm going to do it. And for me to be out there on, on kick KOR, uh, you know, to return the kick, get a good spot for the offense, uh, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep working uh, hard and, and execute. Some of the commentary surrounding you, this guy really runs hard. At what stage of your life did people start to notice, like, okay, Isaiah's a little bit different and how hard he can hit the hole? Um, probably in high school, people uh, realize that. But, you know, for me, uh, just being the same guy and not changing and uh, coming to work every day, uh, working hard, so it shows on the field. It was pretty well talked about that, you know, maybe a challenge put out there to the, to the line and the running game after the indie game and that, that challenge was met. And you had a number of physical runs in there. Like, what, what's the vibe like in the huddle when you come back and you had one in particular where it looked like you were stopped and then. All of a sudden, the pile's moving, and you're you're, you're firing out there. And like, when you come back to the huddle, what's what's it? You know, we don't ever get to hear what's said in there. What, does that amp everybody up? Does everybody build on that? Uh, you know, not well. When I get in the huddle, and uh, my first intentions is to get in, in the O line's face, and you know, and, and, and tell them like, let's go, men, let's hit this hole, let's get rolling. You know, to give them a little bit more juice and, and bring a little bit more to the game. And you know, I love my offensive linemen, so for me to you know be a guy to, to be an extra voice, I'm gonna do it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It seemed to be kind of a decent, like, I don't know, energy or attitude difference with the team in Indianapolis to Tampa. Did you feel something different during the week as you guys were building up for the game last week? Uh, no, I was just really um, locking in, getting back to the basics, man, fundamentals, and um, having a good week of practice, you know, having a good game plan to execute. So that's kind of what we um, was doing throughout the week and, you know, and then got to uh, Sunday and just put out there on the field. Well, how would you characterize how your season's gone so far? Uh, it's going good, man. Just um, trying to get healthy for real. Um, a little banged up from the Chargers game still. So, But just trying to get healthy, man, and um, just doing what I can do um, to help the team the best way I can. Can you characterize kind of what you're going through right now with that, trying to play through it? Uh, it's just uh, uh, the, the heel still. Um, some injury I, I never dealt with before, but, um, you know, taking the, uh, the right necessary steps to, you know, get back um, fully healthy and um, and get back running full speed, so. Was there, any, was there any thought about? Was there any thought about fearing the worst based on watching the, the replay of it? Did you feel like it could have been a worse injury? Oh man, yeah. Uh, I didn't know it looked that bad, honestly, until I watched the film and um, it looked crazy <laughs> watching it. But um, luckily, it was just the heel, and um, it definitely um, an injury that you can play through. So um, happy it was just that. Andy, Andy has mentioned that he might have been hindering you these past couple of weeks. What specifically is it impact? Is, is it like a speed thing or turning on routes? And like, what what specifically is it hindering? Oh yeah, it's just uh, it's like more of a 
you can't do everything you want to do type thing. You know, um, you know, it's definitely a, a pain tolerance that you can uh, tolerate as far as, you know, cutting or going full speed or even stopping. But um, it's just something you just got to work at and um, treat, you know, daily to, to get back right. So it's, it's nothing too crazy. Is this something that you feel can linger or, or how close to being fully healthy do you think you are? Uh, I think I'm right there, honestly. Um, it's going on the third week. Uh, I think today is the third week, actually. Um, so um, I don't think it's lingering. Uh, will linger. Uh, I never really had this injury before to tell you if it'll linger around, but um, but I'm close to you know being out the training room and you know being back to 100. percent So, Nicole, there was a play where you appeared to be pretty open in the end zone on one play in Tampa. Do you have a conversation about that, or does that pop up in the film? Uh, you see it on film. It's just something to talk about and something to look at going forward. Um, you know, just one of those mis misreads thing, and um, you know you can't. Blame nobody for that. You know, sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. So, um, but it's just something to talk about at film and probably, you know, a play we can go back to um, later in the season. Well, we know the change that happened this offseason. Now you got about a quarter of the way. Would, would you describe the identity of the wide receiver room so far? I think we still, we still really building and creating that identity, honestly. Um, then we, we, gonna have, we got a good group of guys. Um, I think Scott coming along well. Uh, Justin Watson is going to be a, a big piece later in the season. And obviously, you know, me, Quez, and Juju, um, we just got to lead the way for those guys and just be them veterans for them. So um, it, it's definitely um, that the identity is still being built, and, um, but it's coming along well. Uh, kind of same old secondary. Honestly, I think uh, they led by two four. Um, a, a, a group of guys are gonna get after the ball. It's, it's gonna um gonna challenge you every single play, and um, so we just gotta be something. We gotta be ready for. Get ready to um be ready for them. We gotta get in, get in on the run game. Get ready to block them guys. Um, and just make plays when we have a, a chance to. So, um, but they, they're definitely a good group of guys, and uh, we're gonna look forward to playing them. So, Nicole, does the uh, contract situation does that weigh on you at all? You said the contract situation? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, man. I'm just letting the play speak for itself. Um, you know, just make some plays here and there, and whenever your number call, take advantage of it, and then they'll take care of itself. Not necessarily about your game or anything like that, but did you see the play in the Rams game where the fan ran on the field and Bobby Wagner hit <laughs> Did And I guess he, the, now the fan has filed a police report or something. Do you have any thoughts on, Would you have you ever seen a fan run on the field? Do you ever think about taking them out yourself, and does it make you think differently if someone's going to file a police report? No, nah, I kind of be cheering them on, honestly. Um... <laughs> Hey, get away from them, you know. It's the only time they can, you know, make the people miss. Um, <laughs> so I think it's kind of like a, a a show to watch, honestly, like a comedy show. And um, but I don't think I'd ever like, you know, if I just hit this fan or something, or you know, unless they maybe they come try messing me or something, then maybe. Like, but nah, um, I heard he filed a, a police a, a lawsuit or something against Bobby Wagner. Police report, I guess. I yeah, because I feel like it's not our job to to you know. To do that, so um, I mean, I guess he got a right to file a lawsuit. I guess uh, hope he don't win it because you know, you know, I won't, won't, don't want Bobby out of no money or anything like that. Um, so, but it's definitely fun to watch the fans on the field. Though that, that, that's, that's hilarious. But now nah, I never think about trying to do anything. Last one, Darren. You got to get going. Right. Uh, obviously, fourth year against the Raiders. What's it? You know, what's Raider week mean to you? Oh, just win the game, man. I don't, I don't like to hear those guys, you know, brag on beating us or anything like that. But um, nah, it, it's a, it's one of those rivalry games that's been been around before, not before I even got here. So um, it's a game you definitely want to win, a game you look forward to, and it's you know Monday Night Football, so you know it don't get really much better than that. So um, definitely a week to prepare and get ready. Know it's going to be a, a hard game, a hard challenge, no matter you know. How good each team is uh, is one of those games that you got to be prepared for. So, okay. thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.